Defoe. Yes, that is my impression of the narrator from SpongeBob, specifically from the Band Geeks episode. As I mentioned, it is day four of the Igloos March Marathon, and today being the fourth, well, you know what that means. It's the beginning of the Big East Women's Basketball Tournament. The men will have their day tomorrow as the women just as big of a day as it'll be the quarterfinal round, four games on the slate from noon all the way until midnight. And then on the men's side, as y'all know, as I highlighted on Thursday's episode, five games from noon basically until midnight. So let's get you ready for day one of the Big East Women's Tournament. And by the way, just know, I put up this episode super early, so just know that I am not an early riser by any stretch of the imagination, so the fact that I put this up at, you know, before 9 o'clock this morning, that's commitment. I get out of bed because of the Big East, even in women's basketball. Not saying, like, how do I feel? It's like, I love Big East basketball so much, and that includes women's basketball. A lot of people are really only fans of men's Big East basketball, but I love Big East women's hoops just as much. And getting to know them, talk to them, and just the networking. I mean, you know, meeting all these players and coaches, like, uh, by the way, former... Villanova coach, legend, who loved that I'm from Utica because one of his greatest players ever was from Utica, Shelly Penafather. That is head coach Harry Peretta. He'll be handling the call for a handful of women's Big East tournament games this week. So it was great to run into Harry, say hello to him, tell him about how I'm a Utica native. And, you know, a lot of great stories about, you know, recruiting Shelly and going up to the Utica area. But let's, enough story time, let's get into these picks and and previewing every game. Let's start with Georgetown and Providence. This, the reason why I'm up super early is because of the fact that this action begins at 11 a.m. Yippee. The Hoyas and the Friars split the season series. Georgetown won in Providence, 55 to 47, which was December 5th. That seems like an eternity ago. Is it just me? Or does that seem like an eternity ago? Because to me, it was. Georgetown won that one by eight, and they really controlled most of the game. They were up six of the break, one by eight. And then. Met again in late January, January 23rd, and it was a barn burner. Providence led by eight at the break, but Georgetown roared back and tied it at 51, going to OT, but in that overtime, Providence just proved to be too much. They scored the final nine points of overtime in the final 215. And Georgetown 
fell. So the road team won each matchup, Georgetown, and each by eight points. So 55-47 Georgetown at Alumni Hall and then at McDonough Arena, 66-58 in overtime with Providence winning. And you know what? I think we're going to go to overtime again. Day one of the Big East Women's Tournament. First game. You know what? Yeah, let's go to overtime. Why not? I think these teams are really evenly matched. Providence limped to the finish line. Georgetown with a pair of wins over the two worst teams in the league. Xavier and Butler, by the way, also on the road. I think that is worth mentioning. Georgetown was kind of in an interesting position. You know, they only had two conference wins going into the month of February. They win two to end the regular season. Providence, on the other hand, they they struggled. They end up losing their last four after a 6-10 and ten start. And in the month of February, I mean, they really struggled. Their only wins in February were against Butler. So two wins in, the, in that month after winning four in December and January, including, you know, yes, they beat Villanova without Maddie Segrist. Still a good win. And the thing is, I mean, something worth noting, Providence and Georgetown, for that matter, both better away from their home courts. So this is interesting. And in this equal matchup, yeah, we're going to go to overtime. And in the end, I mean, the last time it did go to OT, Providence won by eight. This time, it'll go to overtime. It'll be even closer. But in the end, Georgetown advances with a eh, 69-68 overtime win. St. John's taking on Xavier, Musketeers 10 seed, Red Storm 7 seed. I mean, the Red Storm throttled Xavier twice in the regular season in the span of five days. And in the second leg, They put up a program record 58 first-half points. And Xavier, we all know what's happened with them. Their two leading scorers, Nia Clark, Case Satterfield, dismissed for violating team rules, which really depletes their roster big time. And it's going to be awfully hard relying on players like Ayanna Townsend and Michaela Scarlett to get you big numbers to win a game like this. Where St. John's, they have them with Leilani Correa and Kadeja Bailey. Xavier would, could at least have an answer with Clark and Satterfield, but even when they did have them, St. John's just smoked them. And I think the Red Storm will smoke them again. And you know what? I say they win by almost 30. 89-62. Now, Butler-Seton Hall. So that's at 130. 
uh, Xavier St. John's. Now, Butler Seton Hall, that's at 4 o'clock. I mean, the Bulldogs, one of the worst teams in the entire country. They're 1 in 26, 0 and 18 in the Big East. Seton Hall got hot to close the regular season. They are 17 and 11 overall now, 12 and 8 in the league, and they've won nine of their last 10. Their only loss, a double overtime loss to Creighton. Who, with a, if they win this game, which they probably will, they'll get a rematch with the Blue Jays in the quarterfinals Saturday night. I mean, this Butler team, they're 0-18 in the league. They've won one game all year. Selena Taborn, I mean, she's had a phenomenal year. I mean, she's leading the entire country in field goal percentage, nearly 69%. But Selena Taborn, you shouldn't be relying on a player like her to try to win a game like this. And, and again, this is a super, super young team. They have a handful of seniors, but like like Genesis Parker was supposed to be their best player this year. She got hurt in game one against Indiana. Ellen Ross hasn't seen the court much. Amelia Sexton, starting point guard, but doesn't really put up a lot of points. And it's a, they got a bunch of freshmen. Whereas Seton Hall, they're they're a veteran-led team. Talk about, you know. Yes, Lauren Park Lane, who's the straw that stirs the drink on this team. She's a junior. But the senior leadership on this team with Sidney Cooks, Andre Espinosa Hunter. And then you add in Maya Jackson, who's a junior. Maya Bembry, who's a junior. Their youngest, I don't even, they don't have a freshman. They don't have one freshman. And Seton Hall, I mean, with the with how hot they've been. I don't see any reason why they lose. Give me the Pirates winning 78-55. Now, just so y'all have my full Big East tournament predictions, I'm still going to do predictions day by day. But for the rest of the tournament, UConn's now number 7 in the country. So we're into Saturday now. This is noon on FS1. 7th rank UConn according to what I have, would take on Georgetown. And, I mean, I don't really have to say much. UConn's going to win. And I got them winning eh, 79-44. Marquette DePaul. I mean, you know when these two teams meet, it is going to be a barn burner. I mean, they're close geographically, 
They've been rivals forever. And that rivalry has only picked up over the last half a decade. Maybe even more than that. And they played a thriller in Milwaukee the first time they met. Game went into overtime. And Marquette won it by three. And then DePaul returned the favor by beating them pretty good in Chicago. I mean, this DePaul team is up 24 going into the fourth quarter and it ended up being an 11-point win. And the thing is, DePaul's going to have the best player on the court in this game, obviously, with Anissa Morrow. I mean, she might feel slighted that she didn't win Big East Player of the Year this year. I mean, it, you could have given it to either one between her and Maddie Segrist. It was really that close. I think Anissa Morrow, as a, as a freshman, is she's going to feel like she's got something out there to prove, especially against a rival like Marquette. And Marquette, you know, they kind of struggled down the stretch, you know. They barely got by Providence twice. Yeah, they got a good win over Creighton, but, you know, they got crushed by UConn twice. They barely got by Georgetown. DePaul smacked him in Chicago, and they gutted out a win over Prop over St. John's. I'm going to take the Blue Demons, but I think Marquette's going to make it a fight. 81-77. So that's at 2.30 on FS2. Now, 7 o'clock FS2. Second seed Villanova, led by Coach of the Year, Denise Dillon, and Player of the Year, Maddie Segrist. Taking on, most likely, seventh seed St. John's. Villanova won a thriller. That was This was way back on January 2nd. And Maddie Segrist was the hero coming up with a big and one in the final seconds for Villanova to win by a pair. And then they went to Chicago. Uh, to, to Queens and Villanova gave him the business winning by winning by 24 so you know what I think St. John's to their credit you know kind of like against Marquette on Sunday they'll put up a fight for a good chunk of this game but I think Villanova obviously on the backs of Segrist Lior Garzon Brianna Hurley he, Cats win I got him by 13 76-63 now, Seton Hall, Creighton, I mean, so by the so I, I did say St. John's, so Villanova, that so that game, that third game will be seven o'clock FS2. Now 9:30 FS2 rounding out the day Saturday. Creighton most likely gonna ho- take on Seton Hall. Blue Jays, they blew a wide open opportunity to get the number two seed in the Big East tournament, but lost at home to DePaul in their last regular season game of the year. The Blue Jays know they need this one if they really want to make it to the NCAA tournament. Seton Hall knows that they should have had Creighton in regulation. And, And, you know, Creighton almost had it in overtime, before Tatum Rembaugh's half-court prayer was called off. 
Creighton still won the game regardless, and the Blue Jays swept the Pirates. You know, I'm going to take the Blue Jays. I mean, love Coach B, love his team, love the way they've been playing lately. And Creighton kind of limped to the finish line compared to how they started in the month of February. I mean, they went 5-3, and three, which isn't horrific, but, I mean, they started 10-2. and two. I mean, UConn destroyed them at home. They blew a lead at Marquette. They lost at home to DePaul. Granted, Morgan Molly was out. I mean, but you add in the fact that, you know, they, they put up 22 threes against Butler and 20 against St. John's in the same month. I mean, Creighton, I mean, they're just so deep, so talented, and they can... If they're knocking down their threes, I mean, you can kiss your chances of winning goodbye. I got the Blue Jays winning. It'll be a high-scoring affair, and I got the Blue Jays actually pulling away to win 90-75. to I think Seton Hall, knowing that they are going to be playing their 12th game in the span of... Don't quote me on this. 31 days? It's a lot of basketball. I think they're going to run out of gas and Creighton wins 90-75. The semifinals. So this this is at 3 o'clock on FS1. So I'll have DePaul taking on number 7 UConn. Listen. UConn's, UConn is back-back. Especially with Paige Becker's back. I mean, they now they're, how's they, as they like to call themselves, nasty. I mean, they won their last two games with Becker's back. And I laugh just thinking that this is the actual num- the, the actual margin of victory in their last two games. Their margin of victory is 112 in the last two games. And I'm, I'm not even talking about the fact that they beat Marquette by 31 right before that and then followed that. I mean, 31-point win against Marquette, 41 against Georgetown. And 54 against Xavier. I'm not a math major. Although I did get a 5 in the AP Calc exam in my senior year of high school. Shout out to Mrs. Alexander. I guarantee she doesn't listen to this. But I hope I hope maybe one day she'll find this and say, oh, thank you. Give me a sec. I'm going to get this right. In the last five wins they've had, they're plus 238. And ever since that loss to Villanova, they're plus 276, having won now seven in a row. You know, I think DePaul under Anissa Morrow and I think Sonia Morris, Lexi Hell will each have something to say about it. You know, they'll make it a game. But I think UConn's going to be too good. I got UConn winning by 13, 82-69. Now, Creighton-Villanova, this is an interesting semifinal because these two teams both overachieved. Creighton was picked to finish sixth, they finished third. Villanova picked to finish fifth, finished second. And they did the unthinkable by beating UConn for their first conference loss in nearly a decade. 
So we know what happened this regular season. They first met December 5th. Creighton won by 14 without Segrist. And then Segrist comes back. And then they play again at the Finn. And Villanova wins by double digits. And Natty Segrist drops 31. Casual 31. No big deal. Oh, and she also had 12 points and 12 rebounds, 4 assists. And one turnover. Maddie Segrist was that girl. I would say she was that dude, but she was that girl. This season and in so many games. But some's telling me Crane wants to win the rubber match bad. And I actually got Creighton surviving by a final score of 68-66. So that's at 5.30 on Sunday on FS1, that second semifinal. And then the championship game Monday, 8 o'clock FS1. I've got Creighton taking on UConn. I mean, Creighton will find a way to, to make it a game. I know that Paige Beckers is back and, you know, but let's be real. Every single opponent of UConn is going to give them their best shot. That should go without saying. Creighton will do the same. And I know Creighton plays a higher-paced game, but in the end, I mean, come on. UConn wins, especially when it's at Mohegan Sun in the state of Connecticut. UConn will win the Big East tournament and in the final, again, this this is my broad bracket prediction, but I can change the results day by day because I'm probably going to get get one wrong. Hell, I might even get one wrong tomorrow. Well, get one wrong today, I should say. Ugh, I don't even know what day it is. Good God. But trust me, picks are going to change day by day depending on what happens. But UConn should win the Big East Tournament Final. As as this broad bracket, I got UConn winning 69-55 in the final to capture yet another Big East Tournament title. So, that does it for day four of the March Marathon here on the Igloo. Thanks for tuning in. I, will, I hope to bring you some wonderful post-game content from the Big East Women's Tournament. Hell, even some pregame content. Whatever it is, there will be content straight from Mohegan Sun Arena in the Big East Women's Basketball Tournament right here on the Igloo that you might not be able to find anywhere else. So be on the lookout for that for day five of the March Marathon here on the Igloo. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your Friday. Listen to this on your drive to work or wherever you're going. And make sure to tune in for the Big East Women's Basketball Tournament all throughout this week. Today, starting at 11 a.m. on Flow Hoops, Big East Digital Network on Flow Hoops. Saturday, the UConn game will be on FS1. Every other game will be on FS2. And then the semifinals and the championship game will be on FS1. So support Big East Women's Basketball just like you do the men's. That'd be great. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see 
y'all again tomorrow for another edition of the Igloos 2022 March Marathon.